the dog chases a fire truck and then it catches it. Well, what's the dog gonna do with the fire truck? If you get your goal, what does it look like? Are you looking for 100% Medicare allowable? Are you gonna do a little bit less, but know you're gonna make it up in quantity? Good day and welcome to the DME Coach Podcast where we teach you to take really good care of your customers and even better care of your team members. Today, what happens when people don't like us? What happens if people ignore our contract? We literally have to worry about going out of business, not meeting our payroll, not being able to pay our bills, we're going to dial into the agonies of contracting. It is horrible. I, I don't know anyone that I talk to that says, oh, gee, I love contracting. Now, let's do a little review of last week. I got into contracting last week and kind of did a really uh, quick twenty to 40,000 foot overview. And one of the few things that I did last week in regards to contracting is I even got into the contract with the customers. And a lot of times when you hear certain people talk about contracting, it's only regarding third-party contractors. I think that is a overshoot because there are contracts every day. There are contracts with our customers, which is also called a delivery slip. There are verbal contracts that you have with nurses and providers. So any, my definition of a contract is just a general agreement. Sometimes they're looked over by lawyers and other times it's just a verbal agreement. Hey, we will be at your house at two o'clock to do the hospital bed delivery. So when we're talking contracting, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. No one likes it. I hate contracting. There are agonies of contracting, but if we can develop a few small things, it actually isn't all that hard. And first thing, let's just talk about the elephant in the room, contracting. No one likes contracting. I hate contracting. And one of the things with contracting is just dealing with low motivation. No one says, oh, gee, I want to I contract with Blue Cross Blue Shield, because you just know you're going to get lost in some sort of phone tree, unreturned phone calls, uh, you name it. I remember the very first time we were contracting with Blue Cross Blue Shield, I had the hardest time getting a contract. Now, granted, we had 14 medical supply companies in our city. They were a closed network. I could not get in. So I had to just keep plugging and plugging and plugging away. And finally, I got someone who would hear my case. And she said to me, Eric, we're closed, but I think I have a solution for you. One of the things that we can do is uh, my boss, who's in charge of the contracting, is retiring next week. I, You guys are a great medical supply. One of the things that we can do is um, as soon as she retires, I'm going to push your contract through. Victory. Now, granted, that took me two full years to get to that point of phone call after phone call and figuring things out and explaining why having a hometown medical supply is a benefit to Blue Cross Blue Shield. And it worked very, very well. But it was not fun. It was like an intense game of Monopoly where you're just like... You, you, 
you, slow death by you have to buy your properties, then you get your monopoly, then you buy your houses, then you upgrade to the motel before you can make your you know the person you're playing monopoly against go out of business. That is a lot like contracting. So first, let me just encourage you, when it comes to contracting, whether it's an individual contract with a customer or whether it is with a big player like Blue Cross, Blue Shield, or Molina, or one of those, you, you got to be patient, but you also have to go hard after them and know kind of when to, when to push the pedal and when to lay off. So the first thing I have to at least acknowledge is sometimes there's low motivation. It is not fun. Just call it what it is. But then also say it's like the oil change on your vehicle. If you ignore it too long, you blow your engine up. You cannot ignore contracting. So just deal with low motivation and just say, hey, it is what it is. I'm going to put it on my schedule for Tuesday at 11 a.m. And you're going to make those phone calls and start figuring things out. Now, the second thing in dealing with contracts that I have realized, assume that the client you're working with is feeling some form of coercion. Now, what I mean by that is assume that the client has something wrong. Now, this is really easy with our customers. They come into our store. No one says, hey, gee, I'm going to just go to a medical supply store today. No, they come into your store because they have sleep apnea and they can't sleep at night and they need a pap machine or they've fallen down, needed a walker. Also, assume that your client, i.e. your insurance companies, are not happy with their current medical supply stores that they're working with. Now, this is very, very easy with one of the big players that we all know who they are. Because you know they call to get oxygen and you get put on hold 45 minutes and then get transferred to some off-site team member somewhere. And that's what you have to deal with if you deal with one of these big players. Um, so one of my things that I have done is just assume when we're dealing with a bigger contractor, assume that your competitors are doing a really lousy job. Now, you can't just say, hey, Bob's DME, which is a major thing, is doing a lousy job. But talk about what you do and how you solve the problem for the insurance company that you are contracting with. Understand that. And also suggest when you talk to them how you're going to meet their need. Don't just say, hi, my name's Eric. I have a DME store and I can I have a contract, please? Well, that's going to be a no every single time unless they're desperate. Tell them what kind of need you fit. So I'll give you an example. My, my respiratory team's just knocking it out of the park right now. And we hit an all-time high for various reasons of PAP compliance. We hit 97% PAP compliance on new customers this last uh, quarter. That is something that I am bringing up to my contractor saying, hey, this is what we do. This is our secret sauce. This is how we do it. And if you refer more people to us, this is how we're going to take care of your customers. Because really, you don't want to have a non-compliant PAP customer because if that's the case, what's going to happen is they're going to have to go in for another sleep study or they might end up with a CVA and go into the hospital. We offer something special special that the other medical supply company does not. So you what you want to do is just tell the story of what you do. Now don't tell don't ramble for 15 minutes when you finally get the person, but have your elevator pitch down when you're talk talking about contracting to whoever it is, have the story that you're going to tell. So for us, 
hey, our PAP compliance is at 97% this quarter, and I have the data to show you if you want to see what that looks like. And this is how we do it. Now, here's the thing. Suggest that the client that you're working with has a problem. If they do, hey, you say, hey, this is how we can fix it. Now, if they don't have a problem, we all know they have problems, but let's say they don't, then contact the company that you're dealing with contracting and just look for a small step project. There's there's a company, there's a contractor that I, I'm working with and I, I've been hovering for literally eight years on this one. And I got to the point where we had to start with a very small project to show that we were capable. Now, it was a project that cost us to lose some money. But if you have one of these, just find out what their pain point is. And they're going to give you something really low. It's not going to make you any money. But what it will do is it will give you the opportunity to move forward. Now, this client that I'm working with currently, uh, or this, this company I'm trying to contract with, we have been knocking the socks off of the project that um, we started with on a very small basis, and they keep giving us more and more and more. So if you have a con- you know, this contract that you want to get, whether it be a hospice or a, a physical therapist office that you want to work with or a, a larger insurance company, start with something small if they won't let you in the door. What can I do to get in the door? Now, you better, if they let you in the door, you better knock it out. You can't just say, hey, uh, I'll, do, I'll do weekend nebulizer deliveries uh, to the ER, which is a non-profitable thing, but sometimes you just have to do that to get in to then get the oxygen business and then get the vent business. Um, but if you're going to do that, hey, do that to get in the door so you can then get the next step. Now, so just understand, ag- there are agonies in contract. This is not fun. I don't like it. Um, or at least that, that that's my, you know, some of you guys are sick and actually like stuff like this. Now, another thing is when you do contract these companies, uh, know what your credentials are. So for example, we're a local medical supply store and we have an ATP. There are no other ATPs that are, I shouldn't say no other, um, there's only one other, but in our city, there are two licensed ATPs. So it's, you know, A or B. Now I'm A, but uh, understand what credentials you have. And so as you go into these, what do you have? Do you have respiratory therapist on staff or do you have ATPs? Or even if you don't have that, what is your secret sauce that you are selling when you are doing contracting? Write these down. Now, you can't have all the secret sauces because that's really, really expensive. And that's like a flying unicorn, uh, which would technically be a Pegasus. But um, understand what is your secret sauce when you go about contracting? And dial down on that. What's your stick? Um, now, another good thing with contracting today is the virtual world. Um, in the old days, I would have to, we're, we're in the state of Washington, I'd have to drive to Olympia to talk to the right person, or our VA is down in Walla Walla, which is almost three hours away that would require a long, long drive. The nice thing about today is it's like if you can get the right person, try to set up a Zoom call because that's not even like a phone call. They can at least see you. It's almost the same as a face-to-face meeting. Do what you can to get a Zoom meeting with the key players involved in contracting if that's possible. Um, it's, It's the end of 2020 right now. Who doesn't do Zoom? Um. And another thing with contracting, I know we email, 
email doesn't count. You might think, hey, I sent an email. Email doesn't count. Use email, but email does not count as a contact touch point. A touch point, by definition, is touching someone else. Now, we can't touch people today. It's not appropriate. But a touch point is a verbal conversation. The best form is always face-to-face. So if you can ever do a face-to-face and it doesn't take too much effort, do face-to-face. If not, shoot for a Zoom meeting. If you can't get a Zoom meeting, go phone meeting. Then after that, um, actually even less than phone, I would then go text. Sometimes I, I will get their cell phone number and we can shoot a quick text. Don't spam them to death. And then below that is email. Um, so just understand there is a priority list. Obviously, always go face-to-face with the key contacts if you can. And then just kind of go down the list and realize which ones are important, which ones are not. Don't bug the heck out of them. Now, when dealing with the agonies of contracting, there's a couple things. I mentioned first, what is the presenting problem? What is their problem that they're dealing with? Is it low compliance with CPAP? Is it you know, group three power wheelchairs that turn into coat hangers? Is it hospital beds that take three months to get delivered? Or is it your drop ship oxygen companies? And then when it goes off, the alarm goes off. Oh, they have to wait five days of not having oxygen to do that. What is the presenting problem that they're dealing with? So if you can figure this out, you were like half or 50% along the way. Now, second, what's the history of the situation? So if you can figure out the history of what you are working with, this is golden as well. And the reason why, one, tell them their history back to them. And that shows that you know what's going on, even if it was another supplier that you were working against. Now, next, who are the players involved? I love to write down. In the old days, I knew every single medical supply store I was going against. I knew where they were located. I knew who their managers were. Um... Frequently, I actually think I knew their company better than they knew themselves. So know all the players, know all the insurances, know all the key medical supply stores. Are they just respiratory? Are they just rehab? Are they all of the above? This is really, really helpful. And don't throw them under the bus, but what you can do is know what their strong points are and know what their weak points are. Now, next, what is the business case for proceeding forward? Now, there are a lot of people... Like there's, there's a hospice that I, I used to really, really want to get. I've just completely written them off. I don't want them anymore. Um, and for a number of different reasons. So understand what is the business case for proceeding? Um, I'll, I'll give you another example. CareCentrics is an insurance company I will just not work with for a number of different reasons. They audit lots of things. Their reimbursement stinks. So unless they have like a come to Jesus moment and want to change... What is the purpose for proceeding forward? So there are certain contracts I'd love to have. There are other contracts I want nothing to do with. And just understand what those are. Understand what you are going after. Next, understand how much time is this going to take? Is this like what I said earlier with like first choice, uh, not first choice, uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield? That was a two-year leave the cave, set up camp, hunt the animal that you're going, that one took me all sorts of time. So some of these just take a long, long time. Other times it's really simple. Hey, grandma fell down. I need a transport chair. Can you hook me up? Yes. Here's one right here. They're out the door in 10 minutes. You make your, you know, a couple hundred dollar profit and every, everything is happy. So understand what 
how long is this going to take when you contract in this situation? Now, next, who should be on the design team? Design? We're medical supply stores. What do you mean design? Hey, the design is really important. Who's on your team where you're going to come up with a contract? Are there special emails you need to come up with? There are all sorts of things here that you need to design the contact points. The next person you're going to go talk to, what are your talking points? Don't just say, hi, my name's Eric. Um, can I help you? No, don't. That, that's, that's, that's not helpful. Say, hi, I'm Eric with ABC DME. And uh, we have 97% compliance on our CPAP the last month. Um, is your current supplier that you're working with that high? Or can I? is that something we might be able to help you with? So know what you're going to present, who you're talking to. Just don't go into it very, very randomly. Now, and last, what goal are you looking for? Um, it's like the dog that chases the fire truck. It's like, what are you going to do when you catch that thing? The, you know, it's like the dog chases a fire truck and then it catches it. Well, what's the dog going to do with the fire truck? If you get your goal, what does it look like? Are you looking for 100% Medicare allowable? Are you going to do a little bit less, but no, you're going to make it up in quantity? Um, is it maybe you're not making anything on this, but what it's going to then do is get you into a market you want to move into? Is it going to simplify things, allow you to um, increase efficiency? Understand what is the end outcome that you want to get in whatever contract you're going to next. Now, here's the cool thing about contracting. You're not going to win all the time. But one of the things that I've learned is I'm, you know, almost two decades, I'm 16 years into this, is every time you go into a contract situation, you learn something about it. And even when I miss on contracts, I learn, you know, I shouldn't have done that. So I'll, I'll make you feel good. Um, I lost a contract once because I did all sorts of work. It was a PT I was working with. I mean, I put out thousands of dollars of time and equipment and loaners. And then he went with another person and I shot him a fax that just said, basically, you're a jerk, um, you know go fly a kite. And so it was one of those things. He had already decided to go with another company, but what ended up happening when I did this was I blew up whatever bridge we might have in the future with the holy hand grenade. It did not help things. So, um, but then I have other contracts that I've done and certain things have worked. So anytime you go into a contract negotiation, if you can write down, hey, what worked, what didn't work? And here's the thing too, is our society healthcare is evolving at record pace right now. So even what worked yesterday might not work tomorrow. And uh, even if everything stays the same, something within the insurance company is going to change as well too. So always just be aware, hey, what's working, what's not working? Uh, contracting is hard. Have a plan. Uh, if you need help, give me a call. I'll walk you through the process. It's, it's really quite simple. You got to figure out what you're going after, what your strategy is, and then how you're going to accomplish it. There's a very simple what, why, and how to contracting. It's not that hard once you've done it enough times. Um, I also have a great team in my back pocket. So, um, uh, for example, 
My billing company I work with, they are masters of contracting. So when I get to a point in a contract that I say, hey, this is going to work, I then send it out to my uh, billing company and she'll say, yep, Eric, that looks great. Uh, sign it. Or, hey, no, this is a disaster. Um, so always also have those people in your back pocket that can look at the contracts for you and they will help you out. So I really hope this has been helpful. Uh, contracting is hard. There are agonies of contracting. Now, next week, we're going to dial down into resistance. Yes. How do you understand the resistance that you feel when you work with your clients, your providers, your caregivers, and how do we win by understanding the resistance? So, uh, hey, this is Eric with DME Coach. Hey, I want to just encourage you, take really good care of your team members, Take really good care of your customers and you're going to win. This is a great time to be in the business. Eric Michelson with DME Coach.